Welcome back to the SideQuest Podcast, everybody. This is Eric. I am joined by the two co-hosts this evening. If you were to take a guess, who would it be? Jeff, who is it? Oh, well, <laughs> Justin, that, that, that puts you on the spot. I mean, Pee-wee, that puts you on the spot. How are you tonight? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm... <laughs> God, what Got a... Eminem on the call tonight as well. Oh, boy. Got the whole brigade on the show. Everybody's joining up. There's like 15 people in this room. Oh, yeah. Social distance, oh, yeah. so don't don't come after us already. Don't cancel us yet. Donde esta el baño? Ah! I understood that. I know that much Spanish. <laughs> well, anyways, I'm glad you guys are both doing good. I'm just going to assume you're good. Jeff, I know you had a fun weekend away in the uh, wonderful land of Iowa. Yeah, I'm exhausted. I've been <clears throat> hanging out with my seven-year-old niece who beat the hell out of me and <laughs> only let me sleep for about five hours a night just keep you on a <laughs> keep you on a tight ship you just, just get up play all day up, go to bed crap, board games and then just random punches and headbutts and then back to back to some mario party so i am i am tired but it was fun very nice justin how was your weekend sir my weekend was a little jam-packed as well. A lot of family stuff going on. So my little brother was in town. My uncle was in town with his three daughters. My cousin had her two kids and, you know, all over the place. But, uh, you know, it was a memorable weekend. Yeah. And it was a little Valentine's Day weekend. So for all the all the lovers out there, hope you had a good little V-Day. Um, have some heart-shaped pizzas and uh, we are just like in a fucking snowstorm in Chicago. We are just hunkered down. It is it is cold as balls outside. It is just terrible. It is super windy. I had to drive back from Iowa just now. Yeah. That crap. It was not fun. Not fun. Don't don't drive in it if you don't have to because it's actually pretty dangerous. Yeah. And just you know hunker down. And what else is there to do but, uh, you know, watch some movies, some TV shows, I don't know, read a book. I don't do that shit, but you can. Um, And, uh, of course, naturally, the first thing we got to talk about, and we'll touch on it really quick, spoiler warning, but episode six of WandaVision. How did did we like it or not like it? Justin, we'll start with you. You know, I thought it was it was fun, right? To see a little bit of what they were doing with the original costumes and stuff like that. But it gives me a lot of anxiety to see where we're going to end. Yeah. I have no clue. I have no clue. I have no guesses. Good. I like that. Jeff, what about you? you know, it, was a, it was a bit of a creepy episode. I like the whole Halloween vibe. Uh, the costumes, like Justin said. And... Um, and um, Quicksilver, uh, Evan Peters, really just nailing it to the point where I'm having my suspicions that he actually might be a bad guy. I don't know yet, but um, he could play a very good villain. I don't know if you guys ever watched American Horror Story, but he's literally the only reason why I continue watching that show. Yeah. Um, but he, he can pull off really funny, like Quicksilver and the Fox X-Men, or he can also do creepy... Uh, like he does in American Horror Story. So uh, he was, I think he stole the show, being the crazy uncle and that whole Malcolm in the Middle vibe that it was going for. And, you know, the ending just got really bizarre. Yeah, yeah, it really did. I 
I ju- like you, Justin. I like where it's going. I like just having no fucking clue. Like they keep adding to the story, and it's making it better and better in my point of view. Um, and just so much is going on. Like I don't know what they're setting up. I don't know where it's going. Like they just keep leaving leaving these little nuggets. Uh, and we only have, I think, three episodes left until the end of the season. So, so sad. I know it's so good, and it's something like look forward to every Friday. It feels like the episodes are over in like five minutes. I know it's it's really it's getting to the point where the I I really like the way they play on the creepiness to the comedy of the show. It's almost like you feel bad for laughing. You almost like look around like, wait, am I supposed to laugh at that? Or is that supposed to be like a weird moment? Like they have, they do a really good job acting like everybody across the board of just like not knowing their place, what they're supposed to do and calling each other out. Like in the middle of the episode, she was like, what happened to your accent? And he's like, really? What the fuck happened to your accent? You know, (laughs) like there's a lot of stuff going on. And it seems like, and I don't know where this is going, but if she can just expand her world as quickly and easily as she did there, What's to say that, she, you know, what will stop her from just like being like, you know what, let's go a little bit further than Westview. Let's go all the way fucking around the world. And like now everybody's in her world. She's clearly unstable. I mean, her brother died and got shot. Um, and then, you know, like the love of her life, Vision, is also dead. She's got nothing. Her hometown, you know, dropped out of the sky. So, you know, it's no surprise that she's just, she's losing her shit. Yeah. And the more they poke at her, the more like destruction she probably could potentially cause. Yeah. So we'll have to see what happens in the last three episodes here. I mean, it's it's exciting, like you said, Jeff, to watch it week by week. And it seems like they're, I mean, they've checked a lot of boxes for me of like getting back to Marvel, what I wanted to see. And so we'll have to find out. So continue everybody to send us your thoughts and feedback of what you think is going to happen. We're excited to hear from you. And now we want to kind of spin into, we ended the episode last time with some movies that we wanted to see remade, like with today's technology, or maybe it's just the story or a different cast or whatever it was. Now we kind of want to flip, uh, flip it on its head here and talk about some movies that absolutely should not be remade or shouldn't have been remade. If that made good for good English. Um, <laughs> you do well. I do well good. Um, so movies that should definitely not be remade. And if they were remade, like let's say, I don't know, the second Psycho with um, Vince Vaughn, um, and it just you just hated it for whatever reason, call those out too. So I don't know. Justin, let's start with you. Like movies that should absolutely not be remade. First of all, what Gus Van Sant did with the Psycho remake is worth noting. So I'm glad you brought it up because as an amazing director and he's got a lineage of films that are just excellent for him to have done what he did that disappointed a lot of people but at the same time was shot for shot was it was ridiculous it was awesome it sucked but it was awesome <laughs> well shout out so, to gus so apolo- emergency apology uh hope you take my apology sorry gus um i there's there's i think there's three movies that really come to mind when I think about what should not be remade, rebooted, or rehashed. First, I hate what they did with the Terminator franchise. They had an excellent base of movies, and they just destroyed it. I, I, in my opinion, you can disagree with me. I, I 100% agree. The second is a movie that, Eric, you probably haven't seen, but Jeff, I made you watch Sleepaway Camp. Great so much fun with that 
and just a, just a little background, we also watched it on a link, which just made it that much more great. Absolutely. That's the original movie, and there's four or five sequels to it, but not a remake of the original. But man, audience, if you've not seen Sleepaway Camp, do yourself a favor, find it, watch it, and then just share your utter horror at the ending with us. The last one that I want to mention, and, and this is this has always been like my go-to answer of what should not ever be remade, should never be touched. There's no need for a sequel. There's no need for anything. Uh, it was Majesty in the 70s, and that's a Clockwork Orange. Yep. So I think I think what Kubrick did was phenomenal. It was so true to the original novel. And the way that Malcolm McDowell played Alex Delarge, the way that the dialogue is and the setting and just everything about it being post-apocalyptic and the ultraviolence and the milk bar. And it's just, you can sit down and watch that movie right now and you wouldn't necessarily think that it's aged today. Okay. A lot of good, a lot of good ones out there. Jeff, can you beat that? I mean, um, two come to mind. Obviously, you know, a huge Star Wars fan. Don't ever touch the original three. You can never recast Luke Skywalker or uh, Princess Leia. I know they did with uh, Han Solo, and I don't really want to talk about that. But <laughs> there's some movies with some actors that just become legendary. I mean, even Harrison Ford in Indiana Jones, you can't, you can't replace him. It's just, that's his role. And it's great, and let that be timeless. Um, so, you know, with Star Wars, the same thing. I, I also think Lord of the Rings is kind of getting up there. I think that was almost like a perfect trilogy. Uh, the casting, everything. I know CGI and stuff can get dated, but for the most part, I don't see any reason to redo those i don't even know how they would get it that good because to me those those three movies are almost perfect from the music to the casting to just ever it just all worked really mm -hmm. well so you know those two would definitely be my biggest of never touch possibly indiana jones i mean i'm talking about the big ones but um that's kind of where i i yeah. sit on that yeah, just some movies, and, and even if it's the movies okay or good, great, it's like the actor. Like you can't redo, you know, the original two Terminator movies. Like Justin was saying, that's Arnold's role. It's just, it's timeless. It's yeah. it's hard to replicate that. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty much in your guys' camp this whole way. Which a couple that came to mind. One is Back to the Future, and I I think a movie like that. You just need to leave it be. Like, Michael J. Fox just killed that role. Everybody a part of those movies, like, I thought did a great job. Whether or not you like all three of them or you have a favorite, I just think the franchise as a whole needs to be left as is and just let it live in its history and have it go down in history as, like, just a great, you know, uh, of-the-time classic. I have the slightest feeling, I don't know why, I thought I heard it out or read it online somewhere, but I thought... Either the director or the owner of it basically said, like, over my dead body. Like, even after I'm dead, like, I think I sealed the rights for another 50 years or something. Like, they don't want anybody to remake it. But, of course, money talks and it will happen at some point. But I hope they don't. 
Um, especially in this day and age, like that was cool and futuristic in the eighties, seventies, eighties. But like nowadays, like you, you can't really get more futuristic than what we've seen. So back to the futures up there, Jurassic park. I, I got to say this. I didn't, I, I liked Jurassic world. I liked what they did with it, but I don't like this steaming pile of shit that it's turning into now. So if nothing else, I now wish they just didn't go back and touch Jurassic park because now it's turning into like this you know dominion and whatever and like the the new trilogy now just kind of i don't know it almost makes it like a joke like it's just like too over the top it's too unrealistic like i enjoyed jurassic world don't get me wrong and that i thought that was a kind of a nice little reboot but as soon as they caught wind like hey people like this shit uh oh let's write two more movies immediately let's go shoot them and get you know be done with them and let's go um not a fan after the jurassic world um so please stop touching that shit um, and then, I don't know, I guess I'm in the, in the, in the realm of like any classic movie, like you touched on Jeff, like, like Indiana Jones. I know they're still trying to find a way to like make Indiana yeah, Jones Captain relevant. Kennedy again, the one who ruined yeah. the uh, Star Wars sequel. So if she's involved <laughs> yeah. at all, you know, it's going to be shit. Well, okay, <laughs> but that's not, hold on real quick. I think that we're contradicting ourselves because KK was involved with the original JP. Hmm. Okay. Well, Jeff so said it, not she, me. She, if everything she touches she, is shit, but Jurassic Park is <laughs> epic and legendary. Because that's when she was newer to the scene, and she worked a lot with Steven Spielberg, who's pretty legendary in his own respect, and had a lot of say back when she didn't have as much power as she does now. I don't, you know, so... <laughs> take that credit I feel, Jeff I feel like you're going to write a book on Kathleen Kennedy I feel like every four episodes she, you got this you got this <laughs> new She's rant like from uh, from Harry Potter the, you know <laughs> we don't speak of or whatever you can't say his name or whatever well, well uh, according to the last Indiana Jones movie Shia LaBeouf was supposed to be the new Indiana Jones after he picks up the hat right oh, <laughs> I mean, they're as bad as Alien vs. Predator, where the woman falls in love with the predator and they oh, have kids. God, stop that, Boy. please. Yeah. All, right. All right, Justin, we got to know from somebody that's that's pretty much on the inside there with writing movies and stuff. Like, how how do I guess how do they get away with like? I feel like everybody on the outside kind of knows something like that is a super shitty, dumb story point that doesn't make any sense. And why does a woman fall in love with a predator? But how does that stuff get past like millions and millions of dollars and executives and and they think that it's a good like story note? I don't know. Like I'm sure there's a million examples we could think of if we if we sat and looked them up, but why why does that stuff slip through the cracks? Or does everybody really just drink from the punch and say, Oh shit, yeah, she falls in love with the prayer. This is awesome. Like that's gonna be the, the cliff of the movie. Well, I mean, first of all, it you have to note that the turnover at studios is ridiculous. You are you are an executive one day. You're making five hundred thousand dollars driving a Lamborghini into work. It's like an Arrested Development when maybe's an executive, and they're <laughs> just like, "You fix this, or you're fired right now." Yeah. And it is a lot of drinking the punch, but a lot of it is comes down to people will eat up IP like no one's business. It doesn't give a damn what Alien vs Predator looks like. But you've got people on the alien side and people on the predator side that are going to say, I'm going to see this regardless. So they don't give a damn if you hate it. They give a damn if you're going to watch it. And people do. 
Yeah, people eat it right up. And so I, I want to bring us on a quick side quest. I just thought of this while we were talking a little bit about these movies and like kind of legacy movies and stuff like that. You know, what do you guys think of the later, later, or I guess, you know, more recent craze of having people come back to life with CGI? So like Rogue One and uh, Carrie Fisher in The Last, uh, or The Rise of Skywalker and Paul Walker and all the all these kind of actors and actresses that have passed away. What are you guys like thoughts on that CGI world and bringing people back to life? Jeff, let's start with you. I mean, if they do it right. In Rogue One, I think it was probably one of the best ones they've done with Tarkin. Uh, I think it stayed true to his character. There wasn't a lot of him. Um, you know, he was pretty evil dude in even the first movie from little that you saw of him. It was cool to see him be brought back in the way that he was. Sometimes they can just kind of screw it up. I think the Paul Walker one was fine. It was, he didn't talk or anything. It was just, it was the franchise and his friends just saying goodbye. Uh, but some of them can be pretty bad. I think, um, I'm trying to think of which one they did a terrible job, but it has to be tasteful and like, I don't, they could, they also like de-age you too, right? Yeah, like uh, like the Tron yeah. movies with Jeff Bridges where they made him look like super young from the first movie. I mean, that technology is getting better. Last night, or the, uh, yeah, last night we watched Ant-Man with my niece because they were watching all the Marvel movies in order. And they did the de-aging on him yeah. uh, pretty well. And it wasn't for long. Like, yeah. They didn't leave it that long. And I think that's where you hit that good balance. Kind of like Captain Marvel with uh, Samuel Jackson and what's his name? I was going to say the opposite, not in a positive sense for what they did with Nick Fury in that movie, because that was too much. Yeah, I, uh, Justin, I'm going to side with you on that one. Like, it was cool to see him, but as soon as you stop believing it, like, you're done. You can't unsee it. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, and, and so I, I think the bigger question of like a side side quest is, is, is there more merit to just casting a younger looking actor to play the part or is de-aging actually that valuable? Is it a money thing? Is it an artistic thing? Like, I don't, I don't know the answer to that. I mean, so for spoiler alerts, and if you guys haven't seen it at this point, you know, you're not Star Wars fans, but Mandalorian, the final episode, uh, you can't recast Mark Hamill. So um, I think the way they de-aged him and had him come back and voice it and stuff was um, was just pretty epic on like a nerd level and also just stayed true to Star Wars. So I think for that, it's, you know, it worked and it's fine. I don't know. It's, I, it's just hard. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I don't... then there's the Irishman. I mean, that... Yeah, that's people deep faked it better than what they did for the movie. Yeah, you brought up. A, I was going to touch on Irishman because, as much as they did a good job de aging those guys with their own kind of technology and uh, whatever company they used, you could still tell that you know Al Pacino was supposed to be this like thirty five year old guy kicking some dude's ass outside of a store, but the way he was walking and moving, like he was seventy eight year old De Niro. Uh, oh wait, did I say Al Pacino? Jesus Christ, um, <laughs> De Niro. Uh, but yeah, De Niro. Like you could tell, like he was walking and punching like an old man, but he just had the de aging face. So it's like, Justin, to answer your question, I, I think I don't know. It depends on the movie. Like I think some movies you have to have the fan service and maybe make them look younger just so that it resonates with the audience a little bit more. But then other movies, 
depending on the length of time, I think if it's a shorter length of time, then you could probably get away with, uh, you know, recasting somebody that looks like them younger, almost like, who is it? Um, I don't know if it was like Ice Cube's son for the, for the NWA movie. Um, or, uh, yeah, just some of those movies that they, they like cat recast with the son. I think James Gandolfini's son's actually playing a younger version of him. Uh, leading up to Sopranos or something like that. You are right. Yeah, I think that's absolutely what they're doing. And it looks spot on and amazing. And I think that it's a better choice than doing de-aging. Yeah. Especially since when you look at somebody like James Gandolfini, you can't de-age him. No. <laughs> you can't de-age somebody. <laughs> Love to, to his abilities because he was an amazing actor. But, I mean, come on. Well, and I think it, 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 it helps the movie a lot more too. It's going to create a lot of buzz around it. I've never, I don't know who his son is, if he's ever acted before or if he can act, but like just knowing that it is his real son and he looks like James Gandolfini and he's playing his dad, like that's got to be a really, you know, like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know who can't play like a really good role of that because you got to reach so deep. I feel like if, if you were in that person's shoes or that kid's shoes, like, you know, I, I just feel like I would watch it just for the sake of like seeing it. You know, like you're watching history all, almost, right? Yeah, uh, and hopefully there's a young Polly Walnuts in there as well. Yeah, hopefully, dude, that guy did not age well, man. I don't know if you've seen some inter- interviews lately of Polly Walnuts, but like there was a reunion special a year, a couple years back, and they're paying tribute to to uh, James Gandolfini. And dude, Polly Walnuts, like even. Um, even the uh, old grandpa dude, I forget his name, um, but like the grandpa from all the seasons who was actually old, old, looks younger than Polly Walnuts like nowadays. Jeez, that's scary. Funny. Wearing like the Velcro shoes and all that. <clears throat> you know? <laughs> Throw that in there. A little in surprise, case you didn't huh? know, Eric's drinking Diet Coke today. Oh my God, such a cold Diet Coke. So good. Audience really appreciated that. That was a big one. That was like a sound effect one. Like we got a soundboard. We're a very low budget. You have to do real burps. Um, but I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like the CGI. I you got to do it tastefully, Jeff. Like you said. Um, I hope. I hope they don't overuse it. I hope it doesn't turn into like a thing where just everybody's deep faked and then like the real actors all just like in a recording booth because you probably could get that lazy with the way technology is going. What I think would be interesting, and I I think this is my. My opinion's based on something that I read a while ago, but a zombie movie where you can take somebody that's been dead since 1950, you could take like a Rock Hudson and de-age and deepfake Rock Hudson as like, say, a zombie. Like, see, see, that would be cool. I think that's the next stage, right? I think you're on to something there. I think we're uh, starting to write a movie right there. Like, Hollywood gets wiped out and all the zombies come back and they're all just, you know, coming out of the ground. They're old actors and it's all deep faked. And they just love it. All those impressionists on YouTubes to do the voices for them. Christopher Walken here. Wow. He's still around. He's like 94. No, probably like 80, right? Nah, 70. We'll we'll call him 76 and call it a day. (laughs) Not as old as Danny DeVito. Man, that guy just never ages. So good. Uh, Ugh. It's always sunny. So good. Yeah, that's that reminds me, like, Always Sunny is so freaking old. Like, what a good job to them for staying around and being relevant for, like, what, tw- almost 20 years now? Like, what sitcom can say they've been around? Outside of, like, the stupid-ass soap operas that nobody watches, um, that show's been around forever. I mean, I remember having to, like, wait for the next Netflix disc to come just to watch the next four episodes. 
Yeah, I think they're the longest running live action sitcom. Like and, by far. And like they're old. Like they're getting old. Yeah. Like Dennis I mean, is it's, it's... <laughs> Dennis is somehow still getting chicks, but you know, he's he's like fifty now. Well, he's got the eyeliner and the, the little makeup. Always a little bit of a rub in there. <laughs> I mean, Frank Reynolds, he's getting all the women. He's just hanging dong, you know him. <laughs> <laughs> just mashing it under the table. Oh, man. Ugh. So good. Um, I'm trying to think. They had... Uh, um, God, I, I, I feel like they had... Uh, there was like a big Danny DeVito meme run recently. Like before... I feel like right before COVID hit, there was like this run-up on Danny DeVito stuff going on. Like people dressing up as him and just like... I don't know, everything was all over the internet, and then it just went away. And I, I just hope a guy like that, you know, he has it so good now, just, just relying on one show. I'm sure they make buttloads of money. But I wish he would do uh, a little bit more film. You know, hopefully he gets to escape away, because I think he did, like, Dumbo or something, and now he's just kind of, you know, hanging on to this Always Sunny train. I feel like he's just such an underrated actor. Do you guys feel that way? He is. I mean, hopefully one day they get to bring him back as Penguin because he just nailed the hell out of that. Well, they're definitely not going to bring him back in the you know extended DC universe because they're trying once again to pile drive that bitch into the ground. I don't know if you guys caught the latest but Justice League trailer from Zack Snyder. Society? <laughs> oh, God. Well, I mean, <laughs> no one likes Jared Leto as the Joker yet. Zack Snyder just just tanking that whole franchise into the ground. So so here's what I heard, and I don't know how true it is because somebody really took offense to people making fun of this movie in, in Reddit, and he wrote this like novel of, of a post. And so the long story short of it is that apparently Zack Snyder went into the studio uh, originally with the film and said, like, oh, I got this great idea. It's going to be a three-and-a-half-hour movie. And they're like, Zack, that's great. You got to cut it down to two hours, two and a half hours tops. Okay, cool. So we shot a four hour movie and then he was, they were like pissed off at each other because he's like, okay, cool. I cut it down. It's three and a half hours long. They're like, no, like we need to make a two, two and a half hour movie. And then unfortunately, Zack Snyder had some personal family issues going on. And then Josh Whedon came in, Josh Whedon uh, came in and like reshot, rewrote like 80% of it. So it was a complete mess. It was like almost a disaster waiting to happen. But apparently Zack Snyder now is actually getting to show like the film he wanted people to see. That's actually three, four hours long. And um, I don't know. I'm, I'm still, I just still have a bad taste in my mouth from Justice League the first time around. Well, didn't Justin... Zack Snyder do the other like DC movies? Uh, I think. I get he's getting like another shot at this one, but you know, the other ones were really shit as well so i don't know what are we expecting out of this new cut uh just ben affleck being an asshole again and then the last wonder woman was horrific yeah so i I have no idea what's going on justin you're too quiet over there how do you feel about it well i i think zach snyder is kind of like a war-torn name to begin with because a lot of his movies are like high, um, they, they've taken in a lot of money, like 300, but that doesn't mean that it's good. Like Watchmen, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that it was good. I will give him Dawn of the Dead. I enjoyed that, 
but Selena I don't think Shane that was all him. Words with you on Watchmen. I, do you remember when he made us sit and watch the extended version? Oh, the opening scene to that movie though is phenomenal with that Bob Dylan song playing. But outside of that first like four minutes, the, <laughs> the next like eight hours are just shit of a four and a half hour extended movie. <laughs> so yeah, so much blue penis. I mean, <laughs> blue dong. God, yeah, 300 was good. Um, Watchmen was watchable. <laughs> uh, thanks, Dad, for the jokes. Um, Sucker Punch, I didn't really get. I didn't really enjoy it. I, I liked some of the cast in that movie, and it was kind of visually okay. But the fighting was cool. It was, it, was, it was cool, but it just didn't do it for me. Something about it just kind of pissed me off. Uh, I don't know why. Again, that's when he started with those weird, dark gray colors. Yeah. Man he is... was going for like the, almost like an anime feel which could have worked but anime is very colorful and that that's when he started down this weird blue grayish you know color thing that he's been using on all the movies since then are just these dark and then you look at something like thor ragnarok where it's just brimming with color and guardians and stuff and it's just so cool to look at and then you get these like bluish hues you're like what am i watching yeah, I I mean he he had like a run of movies where it was like you know yeah Batman versus Superman Man of Steel actually wasn't too bad I thought Batman versus Superman sucked I thought Man of Steel was okay like that was actually a decent it was it was cool to see Superman in like a modern day era that wasn't like Kevin Spacey being Lex Luthor well that and had Michael Shannon in it as the villain yeah. so obviously it's odd yeah. That dude is just like a villain in real life. I'm convinced. I'm sure he's like Love the it. greatest, coolest guy ever. Did you ever see him read that sorority uh, letter? <laughs> no. From one of the God. sorority girls about a party. And he reads it. And it is, we should link that. It's hysterical if you haven't seen it. It is hysterical, but I'll one-up you because I've met him in real life. Oh. At a uh, award show a couple of years ago. And he was winning an award. uh, He won an award for a play that he directed. And I was just like awestruck. I was like, you're Michael Shannon. And he's eating fried macaroni and cheese balls. And I don't think he said one word to me. He just grunted. (laughs) He was eating them. And I was like, hey, are those good? And he's like, yeah. Like, can I get a picture? And he's like, (laughs) I was like, yeah. So I met Michael Shannon. That's so awesome. Cheese balls. Yeah, I, I feel like we'd be best friends because I love anywhere I go and there's macaroni and cheese bites on the menu. I will purchase them. No, you'll eat anything down. with just the word cheese in it. Yeah, I mean that's just that's You're just someone, who I am. when there's a grocery list on the fridge, you just write the words cheese. Just C H Z, just cheese, please. Don't cheese, please. Just keep, keep bringing it on. I mean the 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 grab bag or what? What do we do over Christmas? Oh yeah, all the cheese is the white elephant. Or just, whatever was Secret Santa. Like only you, like, the baggage. And I think like, uh, I think Claudia, if you're listening, was like, so what do you, you got Eric, what are you doing? I'm like a bag of cheese. Yeah, just every kid, just go down the cheese aisle and just grab like, just like a grab bag. Like you're in one of those old grocery games uh, from, <laughs> <laughs> from like the old days. And you loved it. It was so good. It didn't last long. It took me about three or four weeks to finish all that cheese. Bound so up since, cheese. you know. Your anus is hurting. Ooh, well, on that note, on my anus hurting, we have just concluded another fantastic episode. Thanks for joining me, gentlemen. 
Everybody, be sure to go out there, like, subscribe, share, follow. We are at SideQuestPod, or go to www.sidequestpod.com. You know, that should be a bookmark by now, so we don't have to keep telling you every week, you know? Um, a, a good question. Yeah, for go for it. Show. Um, <clears throat> you know, this was also, going back to WandaVision, for anyone watching WandaVision, it was touched on, I don't know, the last episode or the episode before then, on uh, who actually could have stopped Thanos. What could Wanda have stopped him or uh Captain Marvel? Because that was also debated in the show. Okay. Well everybody think on that. Put your answers in your copy books and turn them in and let us know what you think. So, gentlemen, how shall we end it tonight? I know uh we got a lot of grunts out of uh Michael Shannon, so I don't know if we can top that. I did my scream last week of Scorpion, <laughs> so someone's gonna have to one up. That. All right, all right. I, I, do you got something, Eric? I, Otherwise, all I right. Do. Let's let's. All right, let's see what mine is. We'll see what yours is, and then we'll vote. So mine is Justin. Just your reaction to watching Justice League and how terrible it is. I just want to get that. <laughs> you know, noise. All right, all right. I was gonna say, Eric. I wanted to hear your best Tim the Toolman Taylor. Okay. <laughs> all right. At the. How about the same time you give your very sad, upset reaction to Justice League, and I'll uh, I'll do my best, Tim the Two Man Taylor. So Jeff, count us down: three, two, right, go. one, three, go. Two, action. That is <gasps> just so ridiculous. <gasps> just hated every single moment of that piece of <laughs> saw, and just done with that piece of. <laughs> 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 <laughs>